This podcast contains sexually explicit material and adult content. Mature audiences only. Listening discretion is advised. Hey everybody, welcome to Pleasure Playpen Sex, Love, and Relationship Podcast. I'm your host, Stacey. I'm here with Eris today, and we're going to be discussing um, cuddling from a male perspective. So, Eris, you are a cuddler, a cuddly, both? Yes, hi Stacey. Yes, I am indeed both. <laughs> Okay, so I have interviewed a female before, and we got kind of her perspective, so it's kind of nice to get a male side of it, of how you see it, or even in general, another person's side of it. What is cuddling to you? Why do you do it? Give me the lowdown. I'm not sure I'm the perfect person to represent the whole male species, (laughs) Because I'm a little bit different in some ways. Uh, I mean, of course, different people see cuddling for different reasons. For me, it's a very spiritual slash social kind of situation. Uh, it's a connection. It's a way to to build a connection with people. And I cuddle pretty much all the time. I mean, obviously, I have normal life, but I um, I cuddle with my partners, and I have several of those. And uh, um, as as you probably know, I have a uh, um, cuddling community, which I organize and run on a weekly basis, and those events include six, seven, eight hours of cuddling. So it wouldn't be unusual for me to spend thirty hours a week cuddling with people. Okay, so let's start with personal life before we get to the cuddling community that you run. You said you have multiple partners. Indeed, I am polyamorous, and I okay. have five partners. And and each one of those you cuddle with. Yes, it is a very important for all of us. Now, did you meet them in these cuddling communities? It's a mixed bag. I met them at various uh, things. Uh, some of them I met at uh, other community events, a few of them at my own events, and at least one or two on dating apps like OkCupid. And for you, you said cuddling is kind of more spiritual. Yes. Um, the connection between two people, I'm presuming. Yeah. Is it sexual at all for you? Um, it can be, but that's kind of like what I mean when I say that I'm not always a representative because for me, for, for a lot of people, cuddling is either highly involved with sex or maybe a gateway to sex. And for me, that's not the case. I obviously am not a stranger to, uh, to intercourse and I have uh, a sexual or romantic relationship with my partners, but for me, cuddling is a lot more than that. And the when I refer to uh, cuddling, there's a lot of cuddling that I do that is absolutely not sexual at all. So I like to think of myself as a cuddlerist. From my understanding, to be honest, going into all of this about cuddling, it's I never viewed it as actually a sexual thing. In fact, when it came to um, people doing it at cuddle clubs and communities, I always just kind of assumed it was a non-sexual thing there. It yep. was meant strictly for just the comfort and what you, you just need that. Sometimes you just need that per- you need a person, a human yep. touch. Cuddling and touch is a very normal and healthy thing. We cuddle with our pets. We cuddle with our family members, you know, whether it's brothers or children or parents. Um, Mothers are encouraged to cuddle their children, their babies, as soon as they're born, because that touch causes the body to release certain hormones like oxytocin that are very healthy and very beneficial. And the way I see it, we all need that kind of touch for a normal life. So um, it can 
can be involved in a romantic relationship, but like I said, it doesn't have to. And for me, uh, it sometimes is before, after, during, or instead, but it's absolutely not a must. I cuddle for the sake of cuddling, not is something to lead to something else. So tell me about this cuddling community. How did you get it started? Why did you get it started? I discovered cuddling or group cuddling about four years ago when I joined uh, another community called the CSPC, the Center for Sex Positive Culture, which is a kink slash um, alternative lifestyle community in my area, which is Seattle. The CSPC has had very successful events at the time, and uh, at one of them I kind of randomly stumbled across um, a cuddle pile or a puddle, sometimes we call it, just basically a group of, I think we were about 15 or 20 people just on a bunch of mattresses, just cuddling all together, which is where I realized that how incredible a feeling that is, cuddling not just with one person, but with a whole lot of them. And I started organizing those kind of cuddle piles uh, spontaneously at those events, and eventually that led to creating events dedicated to that, which were initially once a month, then twice a month, eventually reaching as many as two or three times a week as part of the community that I have called um, Hugs and Cuddles, which is what I do almost full-time, actually. Half, half my week is dedicated to this stuff. Now, is it at a location? Is it at your home? Uh, it, is, uh, it's a, it is a location, of course. Uh, usually it's at my house, which is in Redmond, uh, during different times in the last four years that I've been doing this, I've had other locations, I think a total of about 10 uh, in different cities, different locations, different venues, each with their own properties. For example, one of them had a pool, another was uh, slightly larger in size, so it could accommodate larger events. So every location had its own um, benefits and advantages. Now, when you say you had said group cuddling, yeah. Is it literally like, I can imagine, like when you do a uh, group um, massage where you're just all sitting and people are, everybody's massaging everybody else's shoulders, like a train of massages. Yeah. I kind yeah. of imagine that in cuddling. Yeah, pretty much. If you if you think of the game uh, Pickup Sticks, it's a bit like this. You just, if you walk into our space, you'd see a bunch of three, four or more mattresses just adjoining together. And then random people just scatter all of that. Some of them next to each other, some of them on top of each other, some of them caressing or cuddling or massaging each other, just any kind of social activity that they wish to uh, to engage in. Um, in my events, we, of course, have a snack table so people can take a break and get some air. It's all it's all a mixed bag of, of types of connecting. Is there TVs around, music, anything going on, or is it just side quiet? Uh, there's usually background music, kind of soft, Enya-style music, relaxing, meditation music as well. Uh, basically a playlist that runs throughout the whole evening. But there's no movies. Is there? Is it a no-no to have sex at your parties? I'm not going to say a no-no if uh, there's a, a two or more individuals who do want to mess around or fool around. I'm not their mom. I'm not their dad. I'm not going to tell them what to do. But the atmosphere, the purpose of the events is not that. So even if people do want to do something, they have to do it in a separate space where it doesn't interrupt the atmosphere, doesn't, uh, it's not in people's faces, doesn't make anybody feel uncomfortable because um, the people come to my events to cuddle, not to do something else. So I know that in the BDSM communities, if you go to a party or a mm -hmm. dungeon, you yeah. can't just walk up to someone and start, you know, flogging them. 
Of course. In, at a cuddle party, can you go up to a random person and just start cuddling with them? Is that expected? Or is it, do you have to ask permission? Well, you, of course, have to have consent, and that's a very, very big part of what we do. It's the foundation, the, the building blocks of our community, the way I like to say it. Uh, it is the purpose of the events, so people do want to cuddle. Pretty much everybody wants to, and it's kind of rare for people to say no, but, of course, they have to, They have the right to do so, and consent is very important, not just to ask for it, but also if there's any kind of uh, adjustment or change to the touch. For example, um, I might meet a person and want to just sit next to them, and that's already something I have to ask permission for. Uh, I'm not talking about sitting you know, across the room, but sitting too close. People can interpret that as more intimate or um, just want to give their permission. If then the person transitions to something more connected, like a caress or back rub or cuddle, they have to ask again, and everything is verbal, discussed and agreed, so everybody knows exactly what's going on. And is this a pay community, like a membership, monthly membership or anything like that? No, no, no. The events are absolutely free. Uh, we do have a donation jar, and people are uh, can donate something to the to the to the pot if they will, which helps me uh, pay for the snacks and drinks that I serve in these events. But it's all voluntary, all nonprofit. Nobody makes a dime. Because I say, if you're doing this full time, you know, virtually full time, you have to be, you know. Uh, well, it's not actually full-time. I mean, I, I do have a job and um, day, a day job that pays my bills. Uh, and the cuddling events, they are weekly. And during the day of, they take quite a bit of hours. And I spend uh, at least an hour or two every day on administrative stuff, like uh, vetting people, like uh, connecting with people, talking to them, exchanging information, building my, my website, uh, not nurturing the community in different ways. So I would say the total number of hours is between... 20 to 30 a week, but it's not my the only thing I do. So this just became, it almost became like a passion project for you. You started it is. doing it and you just figured it is my it calling. It's, it it's is your my call. Call. That's awesome. I think that's great. I like that, that it's your calling. It's pretty cool. I think a lot of people get, a lot of things get misstrewed and people automatically assume that cuddling or any party that is considered in the BDSM community, which is so weird that cuddling is not at all, but it's not even related to that. But and I don't even consider it like a fetish either, because it's not necessarily sexual. Um, yeah. And I can't even say it's a kink because of that either. I think it's more just a lifestyle, maybe, or just a a like, just something really like like bike ride, a hobby. I, I, I use the word community to describe mm -hmm. what we are. Lifestyle is a reasonable way to say it. There is a huge overlap between my community and the kink community, although it's not absolute. There's many people who come to my events and have no idea that the community even exists or have nothing to do with it. Uh, but, but there's a big overlap. Um, but the, that's also one of the reasons we have a vetting process, which I mentioned a minute ago, to make sure that people, when they do come to my events, they have the right expectation level. Um, like I said, I'm not a prude. I have no nothing against sex, and I engage with it myself, with my partners. But I don't want people coming to my events thinking that it's a sex party or a kink party or with the purpose of getting laid. Um, that's very important. That's part of the vetting process we do. And it makes sense because, I mean, that it is part of the kink community in the respect that it is such a unique thing, and it does involve people 
being in close close proximity to each other, but that's pretty much yeah. it. But I think I'm because sorry. it's just so different that people have to classify it as something. But in some respects, as long as you're comfortable being close to someone, it's no different than having a community of people that you go bike riding with or yeah. motorcycling with or rock climbing with. Absolutely. Absolutely. We are very comfortable with each other. They form connections. Uh, many of my members have been around for three, four years, and they keep coming back and back and uh, building those connections. So it's very much a community, not just a random space for people to show up and kill time. Well, very cool. Um, well, thank you for, you know, I know this was a quick one, but it was just kind of a, you know, learning about the cuddle community. Before I end it, is there anything that I missed that you might want to tell people or let them know about that maybe is something that's... Um, yeah. Misunderstood sometimes. I don't know if there's a lot misunderstood. I think we talked about that. What's really interesting about my events is that uh, we've had this virus recently. I'm sure maybe mm -hmm. you've heard of it. <laughs> yeah. And, and obviously, uh, when that started back in uh, early 2020, we had to shut down. At the time, I was running a full, a full uh, club in Seattle that was dedicated to this and had two to three events a week. But then, of course, we, all, we had to shut it down, and we were offline for about 14 months. And then the, uh, the, 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 the region permitted me to do the events again, and I was surprised at the huge spike in participation because after being isolated and many people were not able to see their, their loved ones or friends or even partners for many, many months, uh, there was a huge interest. And even now, uh, once the, this Omicron wave is Excited. I'm seeing growth of 20, sometimes 30% week after week. So this has really been, been a huge impact. And a lot of people are telling me, a lot of my guests are telling me how uh, appreciative and thankful they are that after all this isolation, they finally have a space to, um, to have that touch, that connection, that special time. And that is even more important for people in the LGBTQ community. Um, the majority of my guests are in that community, especially people in the trans community. And they too also feel this is quite spectacular because um, I mean, you probably, anybody who listens to this is aware that people in those communities sometimes struggle from, with social stuff, whether it's because they're introverted, whether because they're judged by other people and they sometimes struggle to find a place to really feel at home. At my events, they are absolutely 100% safe and feel at home. So that is a great draw. And I'm, I'm proud and glad to say that a significant portion of my members are from the LGBTQ and trans communities. It's, it's an honor. It's a pleasure for me to provide them with that service, especially when I can do it for free, because as you probably know, many of them struggle with poverty as well. Well, let me real quickly, for those who are still who listen, who still don't understand why people go to these cuddle parties. Let me put it this simple. Have you ever just needed a hug? Sometimes you just need a hug. And some people just need it more often. And some people need it for longer. And there's, you know, whatever type of thing you're dealing with, you never know. A cuddle party one day might be the thing for you. It might be. It might, you know, of course, it's not for everybody, but... Sometimes you just need that human touch that you just don't have. Somebody you might not be getting all the time. I totally agree. We have people who um, who are single. We have people who are couples. And even though if somebody has as a partner and they can cuddle with them, 
a lot of people feel that just setting that kind of time aside for this makes a huge difference. Because even though we can cuddle at home, if we have somebody to do this with, people just sometimes don't. It's one of those things where life gets in the way, there's kids, there's chores, there's work, and people just don't do it. They forget, they don't have time, but they come to my events, they spend six or seven hours there doing almost nothing but cuddling. That is just, it's the spot, as you, as you like to say. I even have some people who come over and sleep. They just plant themselves in the middle of the pile, feel all surrounded by nice, friendly chatter, and they just fall asleep for a couple hours. It's almost You're, like meditation, too, because yeah, you get to go in your own little headspace. It's very relaxing. I'm sure the exactly. environment is super relaxing, low lights, exactly. things like that. Very much so. So it's a giant meditation pile. Exactly. It's a great pleasure. Well, thank you so much for coming on and talking with me, and I really appreciate it. Um, and I'll, did you want me to put a link or anything to your website? Uh, yeah, happy to you do can, that. Yeah, you can find us. Uh, it's called Hugs and Cuddles with a Z on both words. And you can find that on Google, on our website, hugsandcuddles.org. We also have a Wikipedia page with some more information. So it's pretty easy to find. And, of course, the events are in Redmond, Washington. Uh, I do have uh, some of these events starting to organize in other places. So there's a person from Vancouver, Canada, who wants to do them. There's a person in Texas. And I've even had inquiries from South Africa, uh, people wanting to do the, use the same kind of framework of the, of the format, the vetting process and everything uh, to build their own events like this. I, I'd love to support and help them because uh, I think cuddling should be available to everybody, whether they're rich or poor, whether they're in America or somewhere else, boy, girl, trans, whatever it is. Uh, so I'm happy to help and support anybody who wants to do this. Uh, and I'm not trying to make a buck here or do anything like that. That's awesome. Well, thank you, Erez, for um, just doing your calling, feeling the need to do it and pushing through, through, especially through the pandemic when you weren't able to do anything, holding steady and getting ready to explode when it, when it was all gone. Thank you very much, Stacey. I'm glad. <laughs>